0: Hello and welcome to the show. A great show, a tremendous show, a terrific show. Frankly, the best. Ask anyone. That's Donald Trump's iTunes review of the show anyway. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt. You might know me by my YouTube moniker, Skag3, and I am flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Rebecca. Blonde. Welcome. Hi. And we are pleased to welcome an exciting guest tonight blair white the young transgender lady <laughs> taking youtube and the internet by storm challenging the absurdity of the social justice <laughs> left based tranny i didn't i didn't want to call you base tranny but it's in your twitter bio
1: yeah i'm and, just i'm just going with it at this point but that's our and the calling. fact
0: the fact that you embrace the name base tranny is one of the many reasons why you are base tranny <laughs> why so not? welcome to the show how are you
1: i'm good how are you guys
0: think we're we're doing all right uh all things considered this is a lot better than last week when we were in chaos <laughs> so, yeah we had some so we're good yeah it was uh i don't even want to rehash it because we we just had like a million disasters happening simultaneously but we still the we still made the show happen we um, did yeah but at the top of the show here if you're not following blair on uh all the social media you're missing out on some refreshing perspective so find her youtube and twitter in the description. And you will see some of the best lip syncing since <laughs> Ashley Simpson on YouTube. The <laughs> low bar, but you clear that bar. Um, so, Blair, can you catch us up? Can you uh, let the uggos who live under rocks know who is Blair White and why is she becoming famous?
1: Well, that's a big word, but I am, you know, here on YouTube. I have my YouTube. It's YouTube.com/blairwhitex. Um, lately I've been doing a lot of response videos, um, it's kind of what my channel has kind of evolved into. It started off as just me talking and being super boring, but then I progressively got more and more sick of, you know, SJWs and the like, and I started just being really bitchy. And that's kind of what my channel is now. (laughs) And lip syncing.
0: Yes, and lip syncing. Uh, So how long have you been on YouTube?
1: Um, I started in December, like mid-December, so. Mm what's that, like
0: six months, something like that. Awesome. Well, So the other thing I wanted to get out of the way at the top of the show is I've only uh, known you for, I don't know, maybe a month. Uh, It's probably been about that long. The way that I found you, which you're well aware, is actually live on stream with Bering. the (laughs) Tits, and Undoomed. And I have that clip ready to play because my reaction to seeing Blair for the first time was recorded. Uh, so so I'm going to play this short clip. This is my reaction to my introduction to Blair.
1: Most of the
2: trans people that I've uh, noticed, you know, who really are genuinely trans, to transition,
1: they, a lot of them really do look female, like they've really gone to the effort because you can't tell with a lot of them. So, you know, if someone like Blair came
2: into the toilet while I was using it, I would just I want Blair Watts. I think Blair yeah. well, actually, she's actually quite hot. It's scary.
0: <laughs> yeah, you got that. I don't yeah, know you know, <laughs> I hate it. Like, I don't know. I've got to get a glimpse now. I've, it's been yeah, teased. Yeah, I have a look at her. She's actually she seems pretty <laughs> <Robert>. cool. All right, what's this? Oh, here we. Wow you're telling me that this is a wow oh, i'm impressed and that's exactly how i feel tonight wow hey <laughs> whoa so, thank you for agreeing to let us play the clip because that, yeah. that was a classic time and i got to yes when i got to well, tell you because you actually listened to the show and so you had tweeted out like oh, it's weird listening to this stream and having them talk about me. And I was so embarrassed, actually, when I saw that. I (laughs) I think I tweeted something like, scurries away in embarrassment or whatever. Yeah. Um, And that's that's how we found each other, which is an awesome story, I think.
1: Yeah, I think that's hilarious. That's why it's fun teasing you because it's a funny way for you to, I don't know, find out about me. I don't know.
0: Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so we got a bunch of topics to get to. Um, well actually I usually do you want to do the weekend stories bit I usually start the show off with fun weekend stories you got anything fun to share blonde or are we void it was a pretty
2: uneventful weekend I I did not see a a whole lot of Seattle stuff Um, Mm. oh I did there's a porta potty outside of my apartment because there's some construction going on and it said please shoot cops on it somebody spray painted that on it so I was like "Ugh!" and I've been seeing stuff like that around Seattle a lot but otherwise um, not really
0: has there been violence in Seattle either from the police or toward the police? recently? Um,
2: apparently it's, it's been a problem here, but I think it's trumped up stories like in other cities. Um, I don't think the police are particularly racist here. Uh, there's not a, a huge black population. So either. we have so our
0: first not... controversial statement of the show. <laughs> I forgot to say, send your hate mail to beauty and <laughs> at gmail.com oh, yeah. <laughs> beauty and the beta at gmail.com. <laughs> Um, that's interesting, though. Uh, yeah, I, I I miss that element, the uh, I don't know the communist element of the left coast. I don't I don't get that in my life <laughs> anymore. Oh no, but the radical. <laughs> yeah, I, nobody. Um, it's been a while since anyone has told me uh, about their desire to kill cops or anything like that. It's not a part of my daily life. So, uh, well, you're it. really
2: missing out. <laughs>
0: Nostalgia, you know.
2: That's all I got. What about you, Blair?
1: Like current events,
2: weekend stories, anything, anything happening?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I mean, there was all the videos coming out of the um Trump supporters getting basically the shit beat out of them, and eggs thrown in their face, which I thought was wild to see. I mean, especially because Trump supporters are the ones that in the media get like the bad rap for being like brutes and you know violent or whatever. So I think it was super telling
0: seeing all those videos. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's really half Trump's fault when you think about it. That was that was Hillary. Okay. To me, this event was like, okay. I know there's a certain segment of you that still believe Trump incites violence and Trump's responsible for all these crazy people. But this time, it's pretty clear who the aggressors are. And yet Hillary still comes out and says, yeah, of course, I condemn the violence. But Trump incites violence, too. No, it's not only a bad move in terms of what's right and wrong. It's a bad move politically. You're, that's loss of Hillary votes, bump in Trump votes. Bad Every move. time, yeah. Bad move.
1: Did you guys see the video of like the Bernie supporter? Like it was a Bernie supporter getting beaten up by other Bernie supporters, but they thought he was a Trump supporter. And to get them to stop, he literally started chanting Bernie, Bernie, and then they stopped. Oh my
0: gosh. It I was, I no,
1: I didn't see that. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. You guys need to go look at um. Naked Apes new video because that's where I saw it and I was dying.
0: (laughs) Damn it, I missed that. I spent a couple hours today writing up a video on it and I didn't see that clip. So, uh, fail. But I'm I'm sure it's awesome. Uh, Isn't that interesting? It's like, uh, what more clear indicator could you want or need that this is purely politically motivated? I don't know what Hillary would have to see. And to be fair, Bernie did, I think, condemn this um, unqualified didn't didn't put in the bullshit about like well it's kind of their fault too but what more do you need to see these are people going out and saying look if you ha- if you're voting for this person getting your ass kicked if you're voting for this person you're cool to the point where someone's screaming yeah, that as a way to get someone to stop assaulting them think about that what about it's that like- guy
2: that got hit from behind and he was bleeding yeah. and then the journalist yeah, was like did you say something to, you know, to incite violence or something like that? Like, that was the first yeah. question from out of her mouth.
1: And the way What's that all the articles are being, like, worded, like, the headlines, there will be, like, Bernie supporters clash with Trump supporters. It's like, that's not a clash because a clash would insinuate, like, right. an equal amount right. of, like, like this. But it's definitely, you know, one-sided well, from what we can see.
0: The, the one clip that got my blood boil, I mean, they all pissed me off. But did yeah. you see the people who were in the parking garage just cars are exiting it's Trump rallies over everyone's going home they're in the parking yeah. garage, vandalizing the cars as they go by
2: like bashing uh, in tail lights and stuff
0: oh my god yeah uh, what about
2: that chick that they cornered and threw eggs like yeah that, the so that one really bugged me yeah, yeah. all she knew was point to the back of her shirt everyone's like she deserved it she's you know prodding them she's egging them on so she literally just pointed to the back of her shirt that was it
0: I, I saw a reporter post that on Twitter And I will admit it was one tweeter, one, one person tweeting a response, but the response was, uh, well, it was, there are no good people in this encounter, something to that effect, which, which is meant to read, yeah, the people egging her are bad, but let's be honest. She's voting Trump after all. I mean, we got to consider that in terms of who's right and who's Mm -hmm. wrong here. There are plenty of people that still buy into that. That still think your, your presidential candidate preference is a uh, justification for what is clear cut assault.
1: Yeah. It's, it goes to this idea of like people these days, especially, you know, regressives, like they can't separate ideas from people. Like people's ideas or opinions become like their entire being. And like if you disagree with someone, it's like a personal attack. I think
0: that is. Well, and, and that's what's tough for me. And I was working on a video on that this week. And it, I, I think it's tough in the trans community, to be honest, because I will admit my ignorance on a lot of trans issues. I don't, I don't actually have a trans friend. Well, we're, tra- we're friends now. So you're my, you're my trans friend now, Blair. But um, I will confess that I don't have a lot of knowledge on the issue. And the problem is, a lot of the time, the people I do know online or whoever, asking a question is, is seen as a personal attack. Not only disagreement, on the issue of like, well, is the science really out on that? Or is that, you know, what is this? But saying, "Hmm, no, I I disagree. The response is not, well, here's some evidence in favor of my position. The response is you're a bigot. You're a transphobe. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And reject us. Yeah. It's just so wild because I mean, there are no like hard numbers on how many, you know, trans people exist, especially because, the word trans is just being so like muddied lately and it's just like almost a nebulous term like people consider trans to be so many things now but trans people are not included in the census so um, we make up probably i don't know 0.3% of you know the population mm-hmm. it's like you can't expect the 99.7% to like know everything and there's so many people who like aren't willing to like answer questions without you know hostility or they think that it is a personal attack which I think definitely contributes to the amount of people that don't know how to interact with trans people at all.
0: And I, I have a few questions on it and I, I regret putting you're, I know you're not the here, here you are like the the press secretary for the trans community or something <laughs> like that, you know, but so I was, I was watching some stuff and just reading some stuff. And one of the claims was, you know, we are, we are the trans community give us civil rights and I'm not saying it rhetorically I'm unclear on what the rights are that the community doesn't have that the rest has. I know there's kind of these like bathroom issues and there's, there's some, you know, there's this and that. uh, And of course there's discrimination on behalf of people who just don't like it. But I mean, as far as like the law is concerned, because that's, you know, civil rights are a matter of law, not like, do people think you're cool or not? Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, the only one that comes to mind for me is that there are states where there's no um, protections like, in hire, the hiring process mm. or, like, employment. So I think that matters. Um, there's also not laws um, saying that you can't discriminate, you know, if you're, like, a realtor, like, in, in terms of housing.
0: Ah, okay.
1: So there's that. But, I mean, other than that, there's not any really rights that aren't intact. I mean, there's certainly, like... Um, some shitty things that can happen to someone because they're trans because of someone not liking them. But that's not really the same as like not having a right Oh
0: Yeah, of course. And that's, that's one of the things that we've discussed on the show in the past is like, it's so much of this today seems to the extent that we have a lot of legal equality. It's not just about like, Hey, you'll be equal. You'll be equal to me as a matter of the law. Now it's, you'll be equal in terms of everyone's opinion too. And you can't do that without thought police. You know, we have to try to convince people that it's not cool to judge people for the life that they want to live. That doesn't impact people in any other way. But there are going to be people who just don't like the transgender community. And, you know, we just have to say eh, they're not cool and move on. You know, we can't Yeah, you call. just
1: I mean, that's what I've like done my entire life is just like if someone doesn't like me for such a, you know, trivial reason, then you just cut your losses and it doesn't matter. You know, Um it gets muddier when people like lose family and stuff over it, which mm-hmm. never happened to me, thank God, but in terms of just like strangers or even friends acquaintances like I don't know what to say except like get stronger but
2: <laughs> didn't you have a problem finding an apartment like you were getting applications denied?
1: um I'm pretty sure that was because of YouTube because they would have had no if <laughs> knowing how was strands. they just saw like Blair White and then you know they google people and I'm on the internet acting like a hot mess. So I think that might've been <laughs> it, but it could have just been bad luck to you. Like, you know, you never know. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Well, uh, now I'm educated, I guess. So now yeah. when I'm told to get educated, everyone accusing me of being <laughs> I'll be, I was educated. Check the tape. <laughs> you can't find it. Anyway. Um, have we i thought we we're going to devote some a good block of time to the Trump San Jose but i think we can, i don't know if we really want to dig into that what i'm trying to do is nudge you into the topic that i want to hear about but we might not want to talk about but i'll leave that up to you guys <laughs>
1: all right all give right. me a hint
0: yes it starts with an m and ends with a Tau. oh big Tau. yeah um oh big Tau. so <laughs> I don't understand who they are. I don't understand what their beef with you guys is. I don't understand what they want. I don't I understand the acronym is men going their own way and that's it. Well,
2: I think they don't like anti-feminists um because it's becoming kind of uh I don't know, kind of commonplace. I see a lot of anti-feminist YouTubers, and so they are pissed that people are getting jumping on the bandwagon because what they really want to attack is gynocentrism. I don't think it's even feminism that they care about. Um, well,
1: they don't tend but, to, like, female anti-feminists in particular because they think that yeah, we're, like, yeah.
2: yeah. Um, But yeah, I didn't so know who they the, were. Why don't
0: they hate? And to be clear about terms, so gyn- gynocentrism is, is a society that puts women on a pedestal, basically? Is that? Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, which um, arguably we have. Although and that's not really arguable, we we do kind of have a kind of society.
0: And, okay, and so they <clears throat> but they don't like the anti, and I understand why they wouldn't like that because they view that as a threat to the to them going their own way, right?
2: <laughs> right, and I think that they're resentful for women not holding up their end of the social bargain. Um okay. and so we we get a lot of like people on our channels. I didn't know who Miktah were until I made I think maybe the feminist the anti feminist video, and then I was getting all these comments like. You just want us to go back to the plantation and all this stuff. And I was like, what? I, I don't even know who you people are. And then I did some research and and then discovered that they're they're like vehemently anti-traditionalist. Um, and some of them, it, there's no data available on them. But like the ones that I interact with, I think that those are the angry ones that just started being MGTOWs. They call it the red pill rage phase, I think. Uh, so wait, there are wait, probably what's, tens what's of thousands.
0: What, Apparently, there's
2: like phases of being a MGTOW and you're the first okay. phase, phase is red pill rate, like irate, and like so, lashing out at everybody all the time.
0: Yeah, I already thought, MGTOW, okay, I've spent a few minutes watching MGTOW videos. I already thought it was kind of nerdy, but that just made it sound 10 times nerdier. Send your hate I mail. I mean, it's a
2: lot you know. of people that are divorced too, but I I can't collect any data on it. Like, I don't know how many of them, like what their age spread is, or how many of them were divorced and have been like, you know had a terrible, had a terrible marriage and divorce settlement. Um, or if they're just pissed off teenagers, I don't know. I think it's like a whole variety of people, um, from all walks of life, but no date on it.
0: Okay. So I understand why they don't like traditionalists, but why is it? And they don't, and they don't like anti-feminists because you guys are traditionalists. Clearly they don't like feminists either, right? They don't like feminists or anti-feminists.
1: I think Yeah. I don't know if they dislike like male anti feminists. I think it's more in particular the female ones because you know, what I've gotten like since the first time I started since the first video I posted was like Mig commenting like, um, so how long until you start asking your supporters for money and start sucking men dry and you're just like faking this for for views or whatever. Oh. No. You e whore <laughs> I get that all the time. I'm a, I'm a whore, but I don't know about an e whore But like the thing about it is like, um, I, I do think, and, like, you can send me hate mail, but I do think that there are some parallels between MGTOW and feminism in the sense that a large tenet of feminism is sort of like a instinctive, like, distrust of men, and I think the same thing is present, you know, on the opposite end of the spectrum with MGTOW, but um, I do think there are legitimate reasons why someone would want to go their own way, considering, you know, marriage as an institution in a lot of ways does disadvantage men still. So yeah, I think that there's cool. some validity in it in that sense. Yeah, I can And I think it's the that.
2: necessary outcome to feminism. I mean, the obvious reaction to these, like, insane divorce laws where women get everything, no questions asked, no matter what, is that men are going to stop going, you know, they're going to stop getting married. So I think it's, yeah. you know, the necessary reaction to feminism.
1: <laughs> yeah, some so, of them so go off the fucking deep end, though. Like, I'm just going to say it. I don't care if people can semi-hate males. I'm going to go off the fucking deep end. Like, there was a couple that have done, like, response videos to me, and just like are so wild.
0: <laughs> well, but that's so it seems like the reasons you guys should be on the same team are reasons that I could understand, too, where, where it seems like they lose me then is this tinfoil hatted belief that you guys are like some sort of spider web or some sort of trap for men to fall into like well you they guys believe
2: that manipulation is inherent is an inherent female characteristic and okay. so is hypergamy and so because I have a female status no matter what everything that I say is going to be um, they're going to distrust it uh, because my nature is to be manipulative and hypergamous and to take advantage of men uh, they think
1: <laughs>
0: hmm.
2: Yeah,
1: I don't know I'm just so- I'm definitely like critical of most ideologies. I think that's yeah, kind yeah. of the reason why I started doing videos because was because I think that once you start giving yourself like a an ideological title, you start like doing anything to stay in the in-group of that ideology. Right,
2: right, right.
1: And that includes looking at information that may sway your opinion or could prove you wrong. So for me I think there was a time where I even called myself like an MRA, and I'm still incredibly sympathetic to men's issues. I will still continue to do videos on men's issues, but I definitely want to stray away from being like, I'm an MRA. But again, I think the men's movement is legitimate. I just prefer to stay like as centrist as possible.
2: Even anti-feminist has become a term like that though.
1: Yeah, and um, anti-SJW has become, like, this sort of, like, it's verging on, like, an ideology of its own. Like, I remember, um, I think it was, like, a week ago or something, like, (laughs) when me and Shu were um, tweeting back and forth with someone who said something we didn't like, um, and it was sort of, like, could be perceived as anti-trans. I don't think it was, but it was just stupid. Like, we were condemning it and making fun of it, and people were saying, like, I thought you guys were anti-SJWs or whatever, and it was just, like... So, do I have to adhere to all of you guys' beliefs because we make anti-SJW's video, or can I just call out bullshit wherever I see it?
2: Right, right. Catering to your no, audience that's... can make you incrementally further from the truth if you just keep pandering to them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You and and You know,
2: it's
1: understandable because, like, it gets to a point, especially for some content creators, where um, that's their living, you know what I mean? So. If there's like incentive to definitely stay on the good side of your audience, but it also yeah. is, yeah. it also can be, you know, intellectually dishonest. Agreed.
0: So if another point of confusion, if MGTOW <clears throat> distrusts you because you're women, so they don't like you because you're anti-feminist and you're a trap and they don't like you if you were a traditionalist or no, you are trad. I guess they don't like you no matter what is what I'm trying to wrap my head around. What would they, what could you say that would appease them? Um, Nothing,
1: they like, the way. like... They, they like know. Karen Strawn, though, don't they? Some of them don't. Like, I've, um, and I'm and i in like a Honey Badger Facebook group and a lot of them are like, she says smart things, but at the end of the day she's still in it to make money from men. You know what I mean? And it's kinda like, okay, then I guess if you don't like Karen Strawn, then there's no woman you'd ever like.
2: That's true. She is, you know, the most appealing, I would think, to MGTOWs. Yeah. One of the big things that I got from them was that I was invading their online space by tagging MGTOW to my video, which I did and then I like immediately took it off. I didn't realize I was walking into this anti-feminist MGTOW war. I was just like, I'm going to post a video. (laughs) So stupid.
1: Yeah, Um, I had no idea what MGTOW was either and it just kind of just came at me.
2: I should have briefed myself about the internet beefs that existed before I got on.
1: You realize there was about MGTOW. Yeah, huh? there will be a video of you and I talking about this right now somewhere with a MGTOW responding really? to it. Like, there yeah. will be a video.
2: Yeah, Look I know. <laughs> but, I mean, I feel like feminists need to be stopped because they're enacting legislation and they have current, you know, they've currently upheld legislation. But MGTOW isn't doing that. So, I don't feel like, you know, I, like, they, they troll me and shit like that. But, like, they don't need to be stopped or whatever. They're going the wrong way. <clears throat> but feminists, yeah. they do. I mean,
1: yeah, there's no reason to like want to like fight against MGTOW, it's just like if they're annoying I will make fun of them, as with everyone, so. Hmm.
2: I won't. <laughs> nope, not doing it anymore.
0: So you've been scared off, you've been yeah. terrorized.
2: I mean, no, not not really. You know how the internet, you know how the comment section are. Anonymity allows people to say anything that they want. Um, And I definitely developed thicker skin since I got into this. But this was just the interactions I had with them, like the first few weeks. I was like, what is going on?
0: Yeah. And to (laughs) be clear, you know, I will confess my non-understanding, my ignorance of the issue. So, MGTOW world, if there are points of dispute and you want to come on and uh, explain what this is about, I'd be happy to have you. It's an open forum.
2: Yeah, or if anybody has any data on demographics of MGTOW, I'm really interested in that. Hmm. Send that out.
0: I didn't realize this was as big of a thing as it is, I guess. But
2: I actually have no idea how big of a thing it is because I only have anecdotal evidence. I only have like people tweeting at me and commenting. I have no idea like how big the movement is. I, you know, I think it's probably tens of thousands of people, but.
0: Well, so they must be on the hunt for people like you then, right? It's not like you may, you didn't know who they were before you came online. Um, You didn't make some video saying screw this ideology or whatever. They just found you.
2: But I, I get more hate from them than I get from Black Lives Matter or anti-feminists, even though like I rarely mention this, um, mention MGTOW, but I think it's because we have a lot of aligned views, and so they're going to be like coming to my channel because it's recommended to them because we agree about other stuff. So I'm getting more traffic from them, which is probably why I'm getting more hate from them, which is why, yeah. I, was why I was surprised. I thought, I thought, I thought ooh, I'm getting some Ooh, feedback. I'm getting some
0: feedback. Yeah, we got some I'm echo got some on feedback. your end, Blair. <clears throat> really? Yeah, do you have a set of headphones, maybe?
1: I don't. I can just mute myself when I'm not talking.
0: Or just, uh, can you turn the volume down to, like, the lowest acceptable level? Oh, no. I should have told you. Is it good now? Um, uh uh-oh. Okay, no, it just froze for a second. Now we're good. Can you say something, Blair? Yeah. Okay, no, we're good. I thought we were (laughs) getting MGTOW ddos I thought they'd finally (laughs) caught up with us. Um... Somebody put my IP in the chat that kind of thing. Anyway, uh okay. So now that we've enraged uh, a community I don't understand and probably never will. We can discuss something else. However, the I'm kind of spent on topics. I do um speaking of the email address, we always like to have your emails. There we got a few this week and there is one email question I'd like to get to. There's actually a couple we could dive into if you guys want. Um I thought one was particularly had a, had a lot of good depth to it. Uh, we're a little bit early on it, but we can dive dive into that if you guys want, or we can discuss something else. I'm Any topics,
1: Blair? <laughs> I'm the beta. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm not the leader. Uh, so no,
1: we can do the request topics, I guess.
0: So one of the um, I got this question in the email inbox this week that I thought was pretty cool. Uh, and it was from a parent. Uh, his name is Don, and he has college age children, which is cool because it's proof that our audience is not thirteen year olds. That's awesome. We're entertaining real adults of intelligence. Yeah. Um, But he was talking about the importance of critical thought, which is exactly what Blair was getting at. You know, a lot of people are anti-SJW, not necessarily because they're SJWs, but because they're ideological. And when ideology comes into conflict with observable truth and reason, we question it no matter who it is or whether it benefits us or not. And, And that's really important. And that's a trait of a critical thinker. And I hope that's what Don gets out of the show. And he was emailing us and uh, I wanted to read what he, what he said. He said that he's heard me on more than one occasion state that I was a left leaning know it all in my early twenties, which is absolutely true. Uh, And arguably (laughs) still partially true today though, diminishing by the day, but he says, I believe it is a normal progression for people who uh, to realize how little we know, the older we get. I see that progression being challenged a lot by these lunatic college professors Teaching young people that they are either a victim or an oppressor. Beauty and the beta and Blair. Do you think your parents fostered any of your critical thinking skills? Do you think the parents of SJWs hindered what I would consider normal progression of self-doubt and critical thinking? Anyone want to field that question? I I would consider us, we're all self-proclaimed critical thinkers here. Look how (laughs) smart we are. But I I think it's fair to characterize uh, that there's there's this group as a critical thinking group. To what extent do you guys think your parents instilled that in you?
2: Um, I think they were heavily involved. They always made me read, you know, read everything and they were really focused on academics. My dad's a doctor and my parents wanted to get me into a career where I was gonna make a lot of money so they were really, really focused on academics and that helped me just develop critical thinking skills, all the learning that I did in high school and college. Um, Even avoiding the social justice warrior movement, going to Mizzou, kind of proud of myself because of that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, do you ever wonder I often wonder if I was in college today, would I be one of them? Because there was a time where I was kind of close, but not in the ideological sense that they are. I I was never close to egging people at a Trump rally, but I was much more in line with the fact-free feelings crowd of like, if it ever makes someone feel bad, it's not okay. Um, Yeah. That that type of thing. I don't think I've ever been that way. Do you you wonder, I mean, do you think you'd be different if you were at Mizzou during the protests last fall?
2: Uh, No, I don't think so. I mean, I didn't even go to a football game in my four years there. I just was kind of like apart from from that whole, (laughs) I I just didn't really care. I was like, all right, I'm going to focus on academics, you know, get my major, get out of school. Um, And I did that. I think I probably would have been able to avoid it. Hmm. But I was in business school. I wasn't like taking a bunch Ah, of liberal arts, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, my freshman year I did, but that,
0: that's supposed to be the uh the area of exception where the indoctrinating professors don't reside in <laughs> the business community but for the most
2: part,
1: yeah
0: uh how about you, Blair? Do you think to what extent did your parents craft Blair White? Do you think
1: My parents were like polar opposites, and I don't know how they got married, like my mom was definitely um and still is, like, a little bit, like, of an ideologue. My dad was definitely always the one who would, like, tell me, like, don't believe everything you read. Don't believe everything you hear. People are insane. Like, you need to search for objective truths. Focus on school in the same way. Like, academics. Um, so, I think that I definitely took after my dad. I think I t- hmm. took after him in a lot of ways. Which is interesting because um, you would think maybe I would, like, take after my mom because of, like, how I ended up. But, um, yeah, I think my dad definitely shaped me into being someone who didn't just take people for their words.
0: Hmm. That's, that's interesting. See, I, um, I mean, I I know I've benefited from a stable household and I know my parents have been incredibly formative in just me being a a non-reactionary, not very emotional, not crazy person. And that's great. But, um, and maybe arguable to some people, I guess. But, um, i don't recall my parents taking that kind of active role really Uh, it it wasn't necessarily like you will uh, search for objective truth and you will think critically it was more just like they let me find my own way let's put it that way they let me go my own way and i think uh growing up you know when i was growing up that was when i was in high school that was the bush presidency that was the iraq war That was when, like, if you were cool, you were a liberal, man. Like, you didn't like those wars, and you didn't like (laughs) going to get that oil and all that stuff. So I I was kind of on that spectrum. Once I got to college, back in my day, and I went to a liberal arts school, and I I studied uh, social science, and I took a lot of humanities classes, and I went through what would today, I think, be much more of this indoctrination camp. But when I went through, man, it was like, you're going to do the reading. You're going to write papers. You're going to craft arguments yep. and you're going to get grilled under the Socratic method for hours. And you're going to be told you're wrong. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Why? You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Why? 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 You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Yep. And that, uh, hammered intellectual humility into me and the ability to say, I don't know. And that's okay. Right. Or here's what I think, but here are the weaknesses in it. Here's what I think. Here are the strengths in it. Critical thought. It, it was really my college experience. And that's not to discredit my parents. My parents did a great job, and I'm, I, I'm happy to have my parents, of course. But the Socratic method that I got in school is what, is what led me to think critically. And um, I don't know what it's like anymore, because I don't see those kids coming out of college like that anymore. I don't see them coming out of college and asking questions. I see them coming out of co- college and saying, I have all the answers. Listen right. up.
2: Did either of you spend a lot of time in daycare as children?
0: Not a lot. I
1: was the worst kid going to daycare. I would go into a daycare and literally scream for like six hours straight for my mom. So they didn't keep me in for very long. <laughs>
2: Paul Joseph Watson did a little segment this week about how social justice warriors, because it's the first daycare generation, how they're really just trying to overcompensate for this lack of maternal nurturing they didn't get when they were children. So now they need all these fucking safe spaces and stuff. And I was like, that is a pretty solid theory and has never occurred to me. But I think it's really interesting. The
0: lack of maternal... Oh, so the daycare. (laughs)
2: Right. Going to daycare, they felt abandoned. And so now they feel (laughs) like they have to be in a safe environment because their parents never instilled in them kind of how to interact with the world around them.
0: I, I think you could create a pretty compelling counter argument that it's too much, that it's parents, you know, too concerned with safety. Or maybe that's not what he's getting at. But I
2: think it's more like um like the emotional bond that a woman has to her baby, like mm-hmm. versus her going back to work. I think that's probably what he was trying to address. Those formative years, like the first five years of a child's life. Having an absentee parent is really, really damaging.
0: Well, most absentee parents are the fathers, though, usually, right?
2: Um, I don't know the data on that. I'm
0: just I'd guessing. imagine
2: so. I mean,
1: that reminds me of an interesting article I read just like a couple of days ago. Um, now that like gay adoption has been a thing for a little while, there's more and more stories of like kids who were raised by same-sex couples, and um, like you can look at them and see how their lives ended up. And a lot of them end up not being like super liberal, even if their parents were. Hmm. A lot of them are not the SJW type, even though their parents may be. So I think it's really interesting how um, we tend to always rebel against our parents in, in that sense. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, that and the SJWs are never really looking out for themselves. They're, they're offended on someone else's behalf. You know, so it's true. never I mean, they always are. It's, yeah. well, we don't make fun of the, the gay parents. Well, the kid with the gay parents probably doesn't care that much. He probably makes yeah. the jokes himself. He's probably like, yeah, I got and, two gay dads. Here's a joke about it. And guess what? And I'm not kid, a scumbag for it.
1: And the kid with the gay parents actually probably has, like, really thick skin because when you grow up having something that, you know, your peers make fun of you so heavily for, it, it makes you stronger. I mean, I think part of the reason why I'm a relatively strong person, even though I am a crybaby, um, <laughs> but in terms of, like, not dealing with, like, people being, like, I don't know, rude or whatever to me. Um, I think one of the reasons why I have thick skin, why it doesn't affect me is because I had to grow up, you know, being picked on. I was the weird kid. And so um, nothing really phases me anymore.
0: Well, I, I'd be interested to hear about that experience. If you, I, I don't know how personal, how comfortable you all getting personal, but it's fine. I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> you've probably described it a million times. So, you know, it's probably a rehearsed bit at this point, but I would be interested to hear just about, um, you know, when you, I guess the cliche question of when you knew that there was something different about you, when you decided like, oh, okay, this, it seems appropriate to make this transition. Just some, uh, cause like I said, I just don't have friends that have done that. I'd be, I'm kind of fascinated by that story. So if you're not totally annoyed by it, I'd, I'm absolutely curious to learn about that kind of stuff. I'm
1: leaving the chat. I don't want okay. to. <laughs> well, it's kidding. been fun. I'm just Follow kidding. Follow Blair
0: on Twitter. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no. Um. Let's see. So you wanted to
0: know when I realized I was trans or just, yeah, like I guess start from the beginning, you know? No. Um, so like (laughs) I I assume, I assume like I have no idea when it starts, but I'm guessing maybe like five-year-old Blair, you don't really have concepts of these gender issues when you're that young. So I assume there was kind of a point in your, and maybe, maybe your experience differs from that. I don't know. But I assume there's maybe a point in your formative years where you kind of realized something else was going on, that it wasn't, what everyone else was doing or whatever
1: um i guess there was always something like going on that's a good way to put it actually something going on inside um as long as i can remember i remember being like in kindergarten and feeling weird that i had to like there was like boys cubbies and girls cubbies to like put your backpacks away and i remember even at that age feeling like oh i should go to that side you know like Mm. you don't have um a perception of like gender politics and gender issues and what being transgender is but you definitely have sort of an internal sense of like I am this, the world perceives me as this. So that disconnect between I am this and the world perceives me as this was always there. Um, It wasn't until I was closing in on adulthood that I realized like I need to do something about this because it's like always just going to be there in the back of my mind and I can't see myself, you know, aging as a male or anything. So I definitely, um, once I was financially able and I was just in a comfortable place in life, I definitely took it into my own hands and, and made the changes I wanted.
0: Hmm. And you said your parents have been supportive and all that, which I guess is maybe, and would you say that's, I know you're not the spokesman for the entire group, but is that something that's atypical I know there are a lot of there's a stories of a lot of family rejection and a lot of yeah. problems with that
1: yeah I think it is atypical unfortunately I think that a lot of people have um, family problems when they come out as transgender um, I had like problems when I was a little bit younger because I was I was always super feminine I think there's like this concep- misconception that like I was just like a boy and then I was like a girl but it's like I've I've always been extremely feminine and so um my dad had issues with that when I was younger. My dad was, like, a football coach and, like, just not with it, I guess. It's kind of a weird stereotype, but just not with the whole his son transitioning. But yeah. as I got older, it was kind of like, well, I'm my own person and I can I can do what I want. And as long as I'm not, you know, harming myself or others, then they didn't have a problem with it. Hmm.
0: That's interesting. I um, I have a... It's probably an ignorant question, but we don't, then again, I'm going to ask you to be the spokesman on behalf of the group, but you had mentioned that we don't have a lot of data on trans people, just in general, census data, how many there are, what their demographics are, that sort of thing. I was talking about this with a friend the other day, just in terms of layman observation, it seems to me like I see a lot more male to female trans people as opposed to female to male. Is that... True or is? Do you think it's like a fifty-fifty split? <sighs> this is speculative. Not you know, we're not talking fact here, right?
1: But... Yeah, it is hard to get numbers. That's why there's no good study on trans people because we don't even know like an accurate sample size to do those kind of things. But um, just trying to think of like, because I've throughout my life been to various like events where there were trans people because it was like an LGBT event or something, um, and there definitely is more male to female, I don't know what that is. I don't know why that would be, but I think I would definitely say more, um, yeah.
0: I was, I was talking about it with my girlfriend the other day and she thought that it's possibly because the female to male are just more convincing. So she was saying, it's oh. poss- I don't know if it's true, but she was saying that um, when you transition female to male and you take the hormones and all that stuff, it's actually very easy to grow like facial hair and all that kind of stuff and become, I don't know, I don't like to use the term more convincing because that sounds somewhat derogatory, I guess. But you know what I mean? Like, like ultimately, the, the I don't even, anyway, I'll stop before I say something really dumb. <laughs> Your thoughts?
1: No, I think that that is an aspect of it. Um, I think that testosterone is stronger than estrogen. So, you know, a female to male can take t- testosterone and a male to female can take estrogen. Um, the testosterone will do more than the estrogen can, you know, in reverse. Hmm. I think that that is, is true. And so the longer you wait to, if you're a male to female, to, like, cut the testosterone, like, the the harder it is to, I don't know, look how you want to look. So it there is some truth to it. Hmm.
0: Well, thank you for <laughs> elaboration i um i'm I just want to offer thanks for being willing to discuss these issues like in a in a format like this because I'm serious that it's beneficial like I can't have these conversations with other people in the community that I've met without it de- descending into something that descending into something allegedly hateful dele- descending into a lot you know anything that's that's bigotry or or whatever well,
1: you can kind of hear it just like the way you're talking, and it's not to be like. Yeah, you know, w- mean or something, but the way you're talking is very much like you're walking on eggshells. And yeah. if that's what the SJW type of like activism and, you know, advocates, like that's what they do. They create a scenario where people can't ask questions, which I think is really shitty and actually does a disservice to trans people, especially because a lot of these so-called activists and, and advocates or whatever, they're not trans themselves. Like they're like middle-aged white women who want to like, have a fucking purple buzz cut and say that they identify as a man. That's what they are. So, um you definitely want to sometimes go to the horse's mouth, I guess, you know, and not uh, go yeah. through the buffer of um white feminists.
0: <laughs> just the white ones. The uh I mean they're white
1: always ones. I mean, I always <laughs> white. it's just an observation like yeah. they're always like white women with buzz cuts fresh out of like a sociology course. Like that's what they are. <laughs>
2: So where does sexuality fit into all of this? That's something I've always been kind of confused about as far as being transgender is concerned. Because, you know, being gay or being lesbian, but they include transgender in that. But those are sexual identity issues, and this is a gender identity issue. Do you think that they should all be categorized together?
1: Um, I don't like the categorization of, like, all of those things put together. I don't consider myself part of the... LGBT community mostly because it's constantly expanding and like how much could it really mean if you include everything but straight people or cis people like I think it's pointless but um, they are separate in the sense that it's the way I think of it is like sexuality is who you want to go to bed with and gender identity is who you want to go to bed as that's kind of the way I
0: hmm.
1: think about it um, they are separate in the sense that you can be transgender and attracted to whatever gender or both, you know, so they're not um, together Hmm, that's interesting
2: I wonder why they wanted to make it a sexual identity issue how that would benefit them
1: Well, um, I think unfortunately like it's that whole collective mentality of like the uh stick together against the world type of thing and you know maybe like in the fifties and sixties when you know, people who were different were like really getting shit. Like maybe there was some need for that, but at this point, um, the LGBT community has become almost like a political lobby, and it's mm. super corrupt. So it's not something that I could ever um, be a part of at this point. Maybe in the '60s when it was about just like partying and whatever, but now it's something different. <laughs> so,
0: so when you say it's corrupt, what do you mean? Do you mean they're beholden to like their um whoever finances them or what, what's the corruption that you're speaking to? Well, I just,
1: to? I just think that, um, the entire conversation of trans and even gay has become monopolized by people who are saying things that totally disservice the actual people that they're trying to defend. Like I think yeah. of, um,
0: <clears throat>
1: I think of that trans ager guy. He's brought up a lot. Oh,
0: Stefan knee. He, yeah,
1: yeah. He's Stephane, brought up a lot the boogeyman of,
0: of the trans community. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I hate bringing it up because it's like so creepy, but it is like a telling case of like the LGBT community and the feminists like pushing this as like an uplifting, amazing, transgender, triumphant story. And it's kind of like, well, where does that leave me? It's just like a normal person. You know what I mean? Like, why am I being lumped yeah. in with this fucking 46-year-old man who abandoned his family and dresses up as a little girl and is adopted
0: by people? Like, well... And and what an, annoys me, which probably is not of consequence because I am not the person they're trying to represent at all, but because and I, I, this is probably more with um, like what annoys what annoyed me most was GLAD, which isn't trans. That's a that's a gay and lesbian advocacy group. But since you know we have marriage equality and we have a lot of legal protections that we would uh, expect, uh, they've moved on to you know a lot of a lot of the, the the gay and lesbian lobbying has moved on from issues of legal matters to. The, the issues of, of you know, protecting people's opinions of them. You won't make jokes. We can't have movies where gay people are the butt of jokes or where gay people die or you know where bad things happen to gay people, even if that's just part of the plot. Uh, the, the problem is a lot of these advocacy groups are going after fiction now, and I know it's not a trans issue or a gay issue, but we just saw that with the X-Men thing too. I don't know if you guys want to talk about that or whatever. That pissed me off yeah Uh, oh there's there was so to set the context the x-men billboard wherever it was was um one of the characters choking one of the female characters and i'm not an x-men expert so don't hate me for not knowing the names of the characters but it got a bunch of flack fox studios apologized because oh how dare they depict violence against women and and the fox studios apology said something to the effect of um this didn't show enough context it's x-men it's for a movie on a billboard. X Men is the context. Fiction is the context. <laughs> w- what world do and we? And you look know
2: in? it's not misogynistic because it didn't even occur to them that this was going to be an issue. <clears throat> uh. So there's no intent there. I mean, it's like chill out, people. God, everything's a fucking issue.
0: And then they don't think that they're they are modern day book burners. That's what <laughs> they are. Yeah we'll get that offensive fiction out of here burn the books can't have (laughs) that that's that's what they are
1: i mean that's what i meant earlier when i said that they've gone from like caring about actual issues to um trying to control thoughts and trying to police like how people think in their opinions so that's what i mean like they've been totally hijacked by by cultural marxists
0: and and in addition to just the how off-putting it is to the desire to want to control people's thoughts. The other problem of it is it just makes the LGBT community look so weak and fragile. Mm -hmm. Oh no, please don't make jokes about us. We can't take it because we're these fragile humans that are so pathetic and weak that we need these special protections. That is the implication of what they're advocating for, but they don't admit it. And they, uh, if, if you were, The true equality means that you're going to take some jokes like the rest of us, like us white guys have been taken for years, (laughs) toughen up, get on team (laughs) white guy and take a joke, you know, Um, and I get it. You know, maybe maybe you have room for it. If Caitlyn Jenner gets on stage and people say mean things about her, I, I would defend those jokes still. But but when you're talking about a real person, I understand why people get upset a little bit more. When you're going after fiction, you're really losing me. We have to protect fiction, hashtag protect fiction. It's the last stand uh, in our our free speech crusade. Yeah, It's all we have.
1: Here's why it's so like dumb. When I think of just in the context of um, trans people, I think that there's such a difference between the trans people of like the 70s and 80s who are now, you know, aged women or whatever, and these people now today, you know, a product of this activist and advocate movement. You know, trans people who grew up in the 70s, 80s, even 90s are, like, some of the strongest people you'd ever meet because they actually had to go through shit. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, they developed the thick skin, and you can't, you're not going to bother them by, like, telling a joke that's kind of crass or something like that. Um, But now it's kind of like you can't say anything wrong, otherwise it's this huge microaggression. That doesn't make sense. Huge microaggression. But to them, it makes sense.
0: Yeah, it does. Because the reaction to microaggression is mega rage. That's that's <laughs> yeah. the yeah. way it works. Yeah, really? Uh, I, I don't know. This, all this stuff just... To the extent that it stifles creativity, right? And And also, do we really want LGBT characters just shoved into things? because we're shoving them into things. Of course I would like LGBT characters in contexts in which they fit. People all often um, talk about we need more LGBT representation in, in movies and games and things. Yeah, maybe, but the fact of the matter is they're still a very small portion of society. So in contexts where they make sense, sure. But I can't. we can't have this expectation that like, well, this weird quota of movies that's disproportionately high compared to the population needs to have trans people and needs to have uh, gay people and lesbian people if you can't police other people's creativity and if you want you know fiction or games or whatever about trans people or gay people or, or lesbians just make it make those things write a great story about it and if it's great it'll get a few investors and you'll make a movie or a game or whatever else problem solved answer is more speech more creativity not shutting other shutting up other people's creativity They're are trying to
2: change the world around them seems like a futile endeavor why would you not just change yourself? That's way easier. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's what happened to that saying? Like, there, be the there was change a terrible joke see.
0: there, but I can't do it.
1: Why? Do Come it. On. Come on, it. It.
0: So, so you said, uh, change yourself. It's way easier. Just ask Blair. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. All right. I'm sorry. I, it was, <laughs> I love you, Blair. We're on good joking terms.
1: We are. I, <laughs> I swear, people think that I'm like sensitive or something. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that was actually a pretty <laughs> shitty joke. But to your point... I feel like I can't make it, you know what I mean? I feel like I have to they've done this to me. It's their fault. (laughs) It's not your fault.
1: They made you create this.
0: No,
2: and
1: I hate that because like I experience that even in real life too. Like my like just in real life interactions sometimes people think that like they can't say certain things and it's kinda like, just make fun of it. Like it's so much less awkward if you just make fun of it. Like Mm -hmm. like I think it's genuinely kind of funny that I'm a tranny, like I don't know why, but it's kind of like, wow, how the fuck did my life end up like this? Like when I think <laughs> back to my childhood, I think it's funny and I will make fun of it till the day I die.
0: And the thing I, the thing I envy about you and the milos of the world and the people who don't gay, right. Or woman, right. Or toward trans, right. Or whatever you have, you confuse people because when, when I ask questions or I make points, I get, we all do. We all get that crap. of Like, well, it's just white male privilege, they can't levy. they can't throw that crap at you guys. And and I am jealous of that.
1: They try. Oh, like, okay. yeah. they have they have to work around it, but I definitely get people um, commenting like, um, you have cis passing privilege and therefore you can't talk about trans issues because cis you don't- Cis, passing, cis privilege? passing
0: privilege? As in you're passable? Is that what it means?
1: Yeah, or like oh cis gum <laughs> passing privilege. I've heard that one.
0: Oh. As that in like, terrible. hey, you did a really good job and that gives you privilege. That's literally what they mean. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's like you can only talk about um, trans stuff if you are like a 26-year-old, like I said, middle-aged white woman with a buzz cut. and yeah, um never, botched. Yeah, or if you're botched or never planned to transition, apparently that means right, you're trans. Right. Apparently you don't even have to transition or do anything now to be trans. So um, the people who actually like worked for it, like were, were, we're on the way out now.
0: Well, that would be another question I have. And I've noticed you and some other people use the term trans trender. And can you explain to me the distinction between the, a legit transgender person and a, and a trans trender, or is it just kind of, a, is it just like a insult thrown around or is there meaning to that?
1: No, there's some meaning behind it. Um, I'm, I'm fully aware before I get, you know, criticism that it is like a little bit muddy to tell someone like, you're not really trans because you're not in their head. Like they could be really trans or whatever. But if you're just judging from like how they behave, what they do, everything else um if you want to spot a trans trender you can definitely search up milo stewart on youtube
0: name drop (laughs) welcome on the show i did see her rage quit your stream i did see that
1: what do you think it was funny i thought it was
0: hilarious um Uh that whole stream was well it was a a lot of them were more fair than others but nobody was really a blair friend Um, no it
1: was crazy i (laughs) like i was in there just getting yelled at by three people and then um wait what happened I did a stream with Milo Stewart, um, someone named The Transgender Atheist, I think, and um, some bitch named Shayra. <laughs> and um, I was just basically getting yelled at by three people for about an hour. And then when I finally invited my friend in to talk, I was accused of, like, trying to bring more people in to gang up on them. And I was like, I'm still outnumbered, so I don't know. But Jeez. it was a mess of a stream.
0: It really, really But you was. made her quit, though. You didn't quit. You I, I made did. her quit. Yeah, so yeah, that's a that's a victory.
1: I forget what I said, but I said something and then all of a sudden Milo was like, I will not participate in this narrative and then left. So that's how that ended. And then it was so weird. The girl, Shayra, who was like the loudest in the in the stream. The second we weren't live, she was like asking me if I wanted to like go to VidCon with her. And she was offering to pay like two hundred dollars to get me a ticket. Hmm. Meanwhile, on the stream, she was screaming at me. So they were all ill.
0: Jesus. Yeah, it was an entertaining listen, at least.
2: Has Milo had any hormones or anything, or did she just cut her hair? Did she just (laughs) just cut her hair? Is that it?
0: Wow, you're setting her up for (laughs) some inflammatory inflammatory statements here.
1: That is a legit question. (laughs) No, because it's true. It was just haircut, and apparently that's enough to enough.
0: Well, but Milo is female to male, right? That's so. There's my counterexample.
1: So they claim. So they claim.
0: Is, and they being her preferred pronoun? or? <laughs> yes. Okay. So
1: Z claims. I don't know. But. Okay. <laughs>
0: oh, my gosh. Well.
1: So the transgender, just to answer the question more specifically. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely, um, in my eyes, someone who doesn't want to transition, won't transition, and basically claims the title of transgender for political points for oppression Hmm. points that's what i think of a transgender transgender i think of someone who makes no actual attempt to you know live the life of a trans person and try to you know change their life or whatever it's just it's just um special snowflake
0: it's just yeah getting an extra point in the oppression olympics kind of thing
1: yeah because and they're all descending the the hierarchy to to this but considering they think the white people are like at the top of it all of these trans trenders are always fucking white, and they okay. hear <laughs> this like hierarchy. So it must be that they they feel like, oh man, I'm an SJW, but I'm white too, so I need to like up the this ante. This is the <laughs>
0: only one that I can pass on. I have to I have to try this.
1: Yeah, they don't want to be lesbians or gay because then they'd have to like you know fuck someone. So they just want to cut their hair short and say that they're trans.
2: Don't you see people on like Twitter that have like a million things in their About Me section? They're like, I'm, I'm a lesbian with this disability, and I have this mental disorder, and it drives me nuts. I see it all the time.
0: How Multiple boring are life. Like,
1: yeah. Like how boring. Yeah.
2: yeah, they're just constantly seeking victim status, accomplishing I think, nothing. I
0: think your connection's dropping, blonde. I'm getting like crackly voice. Are you getting that, Blair? Oh
2: no.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's, I can still hear you, but it sounds like you're speaking through like a crumpled ball of tinfoil or something.
1: Yeah. I agree with her though. You know, yeah. like I think that people who like those profiles are so annoying. Like how boring do you have to be to have to list these weird descriptors of yourself. You know, it's tragic.
0: Yeah. Well, um considering Blonde's connection and we are a minute until close time. Um I think we're probably good unless there are other issues you guys want to discuss. I can't. My microphone's all fucked up. Yeah, it's Sunday night. Everyone's online and you know, um, whatever else. There
1: was. But. I know you said that you didn't want this show to be like chat-driven, but there is like something in the chat I wanted to respond yeah, to. Yeah, go for it. Like go criticism. For it. Someone said, "Okay, but Blair has advocated for not transitioning if you can't pass." I've never advocated for transitioning if you can't pass. I know that, like, I joked with Baring one time that people shouldn't if they can't, but it was like a joke. More so what I meant was, like, transitioning should be a decision to make if it's going to make your life easier. Like, you don't want to do it if it's just going to make your life ten times harder. Mm -hmm. That was the distinction that I made. Like, it's a huge life decision. And it's something that comes with with pitfalls. And added on to those pitfalls, you don't want it to be, you know, a bad situation where you can't just live your life normally. So that's what I meant. Um, I by no means think that, like, you shouldn't try, you know, but... That was, that was my response to that person.
0: (laughs) Well stated, hopefully answered. Um, (laughs) I'm looking at the chat now and that was a mistake. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, um, I think we're good to close uh, since I still can't hear blonde or I can, but it's just, it's rough. So I think we'll close it there. Uh, But that was a fun time. And of course... Uh, warm gratitude to Blair for coming on. Uh, find her links in the description and mark my words, you will watch her thrive. She's a voice on the rise and she is bound for good things. Uh, and thank you kindly to the live chatters, even though you said some mean things about my lips right there, or I guess they were complimentary. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, thank you to, yeah, thank yeah. you to you guys. Yeah. And thank yeah. you. Um, everyone who listens on demand on youtube and on our audio platforms remember you can email the show beauty in gmail.com we'll be happy to reply to you maybe we'll discuss on the show uh, and we'll get back with you we will see you next sunday if it's sunday it is not meet the press it is beauty in the beta have a great night <laughs> and we're clear
2: Yay! is it still messed up
0: yeah it's, it's not happened before but it's super crackly your picture is kind of getting pixelated too so maybe it's just
1: maybe it's my internet
0: yeah you're, it's, I don't know, ah, getting slow so or something.
1: at least it happened like towards the end
0: yeah it was good up until like the last couple minutes so.
1: all right good stream guys
0: it was fun i'm gonna look through the chat
1: it's fucking cancer I know. There was a I lot of viewers. That. We had like almost 200 people watching live. Oh, that's oh, really? great.
0: Yeah, I never look at the number, but that's great.
1: Yeah, because like all of that gets counted into like the views after it updates when it's posted.
0: Sweet. Well, it's like 80 degrees in my room right now, so I'm probably going to hop off and go get some dinner and um, do some other stuff. But hey, uh, great job, Blair. We obviously loved having you. Uh, you. As Thanks far as so I'm much, concerned, I can't, I can't speak for blonde, but open invite on my end. Of course. Uh, and we might get back in touch with you if we have pressing trans issues that we can't ask anyone else because they'll call us terrible things for asking yeah. <laughs> just come to me just come to me yeah absolutely
1: thank you guys thank you uh, Bye, someone
0: guys. thinks I was stoned all right I don't even smoke <laughs> anyways uh, and you have I
1: DSLs apparently
0: wait what are what are DSLs dick
1: sucking. oh dick su-
0: <laughs> yeah okay got you yeah yeah um I've not given it a shot but hey you know don't knock it till you try it um <laughs> Have a good night, guys.
1: Bye. Bye.